Welcome to Four Downs, presented by Game On Wisconsin. Four topics, four downs. Now here's your hosts, Aaron Ellis and Monty Moore. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Four Downs. Uh, we are back for the super wild card round of the playoffs. <laughs> we get a a second week in a row of stress-free football, which is going to be excellent for us as Packers fans. Was last here... week stress-free, though? I mean, I mean, Packers Twitter was not stress-free last week. <laughs> Good true. Lord. I mean, they, 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 they expected, <laughs> even with people sitting, that we should have won by three or four touchdowns. But right. like, you knew that was going to come anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but Aaron, it is good to have you. Back, I was so unbothered that I barely even walked. <laughs> Same. I was just like I was having a blast. I I was more worked up in the afternoon games, like and the evening games, like the AFC or the NFC West games were intense. I was like I'm more, and then the the Sunday night football game was intense. Like it was wild. I was I was laser focused on the Indy Jacksonville <laughs> game because I was like, there's no way they're going to actually lose, right? And then it just kept getting worse. And they did and the that, thing. Yeah, they they did the thing. <laughs> but we are uh, joined for the first time, actually. We have a guest on the show, and we are joined by Danielle and Delicato. So thanks for joining us, Danielle. How are you? Of course, I'm good. And you said my name perfectly. I, I, I was nervous. You told me You told me how to say it like two minutes before this, but I still thought I was going to fuck it up. So props to me for not doing that. Well, uh, <laughs> let's just end the show now on yeah, a high right, note. Yeah, we're done see you guys next week <laughs> <laughs> so we we are pleased to also have back aaron alice welcome back aaron jacob did a great job filling in for you last week but it's yeah, great he to was have all you right <laughs> <laughs> no yeah it was um i appreciate it uh i unfortunately had to say goodbye to my cat last week so um, was all kind of in a bad headspace, but um, really appreciate all the support from everybody reaching out. And it was very overwhelming the amount of um, love that I got. So in, in, in the best possible way in that really awful um, situation. So thank you guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for anybody that is new listening, um, we normally would actually lead off the show with a, you know one last segment, one last word about last week's game. We of course didn't. Uh, we of course didn't really have one to say because it was kind of, you know, the game kind of didn't really matter. But if you really wanted to give it, you know, just a quick, quick and dirty summary, Aaron and Danielle, what would you guys say? One last word about Detroit's game. Uh, I, I go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, it was just like, um, probably just health. Um, I, I mean, overall, there weren't a whole lot of injuries. I know Chan and Sullivan and MBS are iffy on whether or not they're going to play, but I mean, they got this whole week to recover and right. I think that's totally fine. But you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't get hurt. Devontae Adams didn't get hurt. Aaron Jones didn't get hurt. Like the core pieces were fine. And I think that's the only thing because everyone was having a debate all week of, you know, do they or don't they with the starters and, you know, Rogers and Devonte were both like, we're playing, like, I don't know what to tell you. And mm -hmm. a lot of people were critical, but they didn't get injured. So if they can get MBS and Sullivan back, it was totally fine. They hopefully won't have any rust next week. So we're good. How about you, Danielle? What's, what's no one what word? word is, 
I was just to say, what's one word you would use to describe no matter that what game? <laughs> uh, I don't know about one word. Um, honestly, I didn't even watch the whole thing. I, the only thing I watched mm-hmm. was to make sure Aaron didn't get hurt. Yeah. He came out <laughs> and he was fine. I was like, okay, I'm going to not worry about this game. It's meaningless. Um, I did switch back and forth. Like I, cause I have to, like, I can't just, you know what I mean? Like I try to walk away from it and like, yeah. I gotta watch at least just a couple more minutes, see what's going on. Um, I don't have one word for it. I guess underwhelming. I, I don't know. It was a game that didn't mean yeah, anything. It's hard, it, it was hard to get up for that game. Um, yeah, I but I think Jordan Love showed. I thought he did pretty well, honestly. Um, I, so that was cool to see, I guess. I, I right. think one interception wasn't even his fault. He could have won that game. Could have came back and won that. He threw another one, but... Um, yeah, so underwhelming, but it was it was cool to see Jordan Love uh, get some snaps and, um, like Aaron said, everyone was healthy and then and then I was just like I don't I don't really need to watch right. this anymore. <laughs> right, that's yeah, all my, the reason. I I'm I'm gonna go with expected. I mean, mm-hmm. I you expected Rodgers to go. Word, yeah. <laughs> you expected Rodgers to go over that four thousand yard mark. You expected Adams to get the record, and I I honestly thought once both of those things happened, they were both just done for the day but they they stayed in there a little bit longer um but yeah it was you know you could tell especially on defense like yeah sure people on twitter were freaking out or whatever because <laughs> they always do but i mean you could tell like those guys on defense they just didn't want to get hurt like they like they wanted to get through that game and and their season and get to this bye week and enjoy it so yeah i don't All hopefully right. nobody read too much into really anything they saw on sunday and you just enjoy watching a game that you knew was meaningless Right. And, and like, he also keep in mind that the, they were missing, they were, people were freaking out about the run game and they were missing yeah. Devondre Campbell first team, all pro Devondre Campbell. That's right. Um, him, Devonte, and Rogers all got elected to first team all pro, which was awesome. But um, that, that's a big thing. But my favorite, my absolute favorite part is that the lions lost out on the number one pick because they beat the Packers <laughs> Yeah, because the Jags ended up beating the Colts. And so that is just like worth it. Don't care worth it, the loss worth it. I don't give a shit. Like it so could not be, funny. it could not be any more lions that even when they win, they lose. <laughs> right. <That's perfect. laughs> like that, that perfectly describes the lions. Yeah. <laughs> so we normally. I was going to say with, with, Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. go ahead. No, you're good. Go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say with um, the whole injury thing and, and the starters playing, whether LaFleur sat the starters and then we went into the playoffs and sucked, everyone everyone would have been like, oh, they should have played the starters. And then mm-hmm. if this if he elects the starters to go in and they get hurt, they would have been, oh, he should have kept the starters out. So he was really in it. It didn't matter. It's, it's good that it ended up the way it did, obviously, but he – it wouldn't have mattered. It would have been wrong no matter what he did. So yeah, <laughs> right. he, might as well he, he get said, some playing time. And he said in his press conference, he put it perfectly. He said, "The only right decision is one where nothing bad happens." <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, I mean, whatever, whatever right. he yeah. chooses. Right. If you know, if they, if they come out and somebody gets hurt, you know, God forbid, in this next game, they're gonna be like, "Well, there was too much stress on their body. He shouldn't have played last week." So yeah, Lafleur can't. He's not gonna 
the only way he wins is if they win the whole damn thing. And he said, he can say, see, my, my decision was right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So normally what we do is we do four questions about the next game. However, since we don't know who we're going to play and there are four possible opponents that makes it very easy. So we're just going to spend each of our four topics kind of talking about potentially who they play. Um, so I will let you go first, Danielle, as the guest. And I know you wanted to kind of talk about the Rams. So let's say, you know, everything plays out the way it does this weekend. Rams beat the Cardinals on Monday. Rams had the Lambo. So what what about that game, in your opinion, is kind of going to, what's going to be the key to that game against the Rams? How's it going to play out? <laughs> um, I think that's going to be, a tough one just because um, we had them, I think, in the divisional round last season. Mm-hmm. Um, they've we, we've played them this year. It's hard to beat a team again for the third time. Um, John McVay is very, very good at calling plays and uh, schematically very good already playing us twice. I think he's, he's probably going to know what to do this time around. Um, Matt Stafford coming into Lambeau, he's used to it. Right. He was already in the division for so long. Um, So I I feel like the Lambeau home field, I mean, it's still a big deal, but it's not, it's not a, someone who's used to warm weather coming in, coming in like a, I don't know who's in San Francisco or someone like that. Matt Stafford's already used to playing in this weather um they're gonna have cam acres back i do believe which is so, you know we're i'm a little we're, nervous about that <laughs> we're, we're surprised you know great news this week that we got whitney merciless coming back or you know he's practicing again but i literally cannot believe that cam acres is where he's at right now i mean an achilles injury is i mean that's devastating and especially when you're talking about a position like a running back so the, the, you know, the amount of effort and rehab and everything he must have put in over these last, it hasn't even been a year, quite a year yet. So that's, yeah, I was, that's shocking that he's like, seems to be ready to go for them. Literally the, the definition of built different. Yeah, <laughs> for real. <laughs> on the other hand, on the other hand, who knows, coming off of that, who knows how effective he's going Effect- to be. Right. Um, so um and i would i just do not want the storyline coming out of this if we were to lose to the rams is odell pick the right team oh yeah oh, I, <laughs> I, I could not handle i could not handle that whole narrative um, yeah i mean they're but... and the rams that game they played <laughs> against baltimore they that was very much it, it kind of feels like a narrative um conf- confirmation game because like Odell and Von Miller sealed that game for the Rams late in the game. So they they are those two guys are definitely more integrated into their team now and into those their into you know their respective schemes. Um, to kind of comment on what you said about Stafford, he is that I mean obviously he's used to playing in Lambeau. He's played there a ton of times. Um, but it's 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 funny because as somebody that used to live in the Midwest. I lived in Chicago for most of my life. And then I moved out here to Arizona. It didn't take much, much more than a year for me to not get used to cold weather anymore. <laughs> um, and, and, true. you know, yeah. and they, you know, 
they can no longer like Stafford can no longer even practice in it. So who knows the last time he's felt anything like it will be next week. And I, I believe I saw the high was like 11 degrees. Um, so that's brutally cold. And if they happen to get a night game, who knows what time they play, but that, that lowers the temperature even more. Um, but Aaron, I'll ask you. So about the Rams, like we've beat them now again, like Danielle said earlier in the regular season, we beat them in the playoffs last year. I mean, I kind of feel like, I don't know if you agree. I kind of feel like Lafleur has a really big mental edge over Sean McVay at this point. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think the Rams are under a lot more pressure than the Packers, which seems kind of wild because the Packers have had a wild off season, all the speculation about Rogers, but the Rams don't have a draft pick until a first round draft pick until I think 2024. Yeah. If I'm correct. (laughs) So like they, and they have not had one for like three years already. Like they got Aaron Donald. That was their last first round pick. Like they have gone all in on this season like everybody trashes the Packers for not winning more Super Bowls but they have been in the conversation for a decade and that is you know because they have managed to not you know lose all their assets with everything this is like this feels like almost a last dance situation because if they don't get in with Stafford like they have no other quarterback that's really like that they're grooming to come in like they're in a really tough position. So I feel like there's that. And then there's obviously, like we said, the, like you mentioned, the monkey on his, on Sean McVay's back of being able to beat Matt LaFleur. And then like Danielle said, going to Lambo is a tough place to play. Like, I mean, it's it, while Stafford may have some experience there, like the rest of the Rams don't. And we saw how he did in that Lambo last year. So I, I think there's a lot of pressure on the Rams more so than the Packers. Cause I think the Packers just need to play their game and they're fine. I, I think the Rams are backed up against a corner, which may, which sometimes goes well, but sometimes you come out panicky and flustered. And I don't think the Rams do well. We know Stafford doesn't do well under pressure. He throws a lot oh, of picks yeah. when he's flustered. Yeah. And this, I mean, and this is going yeah, to be real Lambo, like <laughs> full stands right. and right. you know, we already right. talked about the weather, but yeah, I mean, they did not have nearly the crowd that makes a difference in any, obviously in any of those playoff games last year, but what were you saying, Danielle? Um, I was just going to say, if um, we can get pressure on Stafford, I think we definitely win that game. Um, yeah. He's not good under big lights. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think the key to that one is getting, is just getting some pressure on, on him, making him throw some crazy deep balls and, where he shouldn't be <laughs> yeah i mean every every quarterback in this yeah. nfc field except i would say either brady and to a little bit lesser extent dak prescott everybody else they're gonna give you one or two a game to to pick off like you just have to actually do it but you know you talk about jimmy g you talk about stafford you talk about kyler murray um jalen hurts like those guys are gonna give you opportunities to turn the ball over and as you know obviously as fans of a team where we don't ever expect to turn the ball over, that's a gigantic advantage. Right. I mean, when Matt Stafford is not under pressure and he's throwing deep balls, he's very, very good at it. But um, I think once he's under pressure, he's just chucking it and (laughs) hopefully we can get some interceptions out of him. And And, and like to add, to add one last thing about the Rams, like when Aaron was just talking about, you know, this kind of 
it's kind of the Rams all in season also. I mean, they're they have a left tackle that's 40 years old. Like <laughs> I mean, like they're they're very much hanging on <laughs> yeah. to absolutely everything they can to get it done this year. So yeah, that I think that is a lot of pressure. For sure. So Aaron, you wanted to talk about the Niners. So what do you what what would your keys be to beating San Francisco again for the second time this year? Um turnovers like it's really that simple um the 49ers have a I, I think they're like one in nine or something when they turn the ball over more than two times I can't remember the exact statistic but um and they if they turn it over one time or less like they are like six and oh or something like it's it, it's um it, it, that needs to be it like you need to get pressure on jimmy g to throw some picks and not let the run game become a factor because we have seen the 49ers run all over lambo field before yes we have. um <laughs> over the years and it's not a fun feeling <laughs> um and i but i think this is a different packers team than you know the 2019 season completely different and this is a different 49ers team i mean in some ways better, some ways worse. I mean, you're talking about Debo Samuel, who is what um, our wide receiver, running back, and quarterback. He threw yeah. he threw a touchdown last he week. Threw a couple. Of, yeah, this year. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, so I think that it's definitely. I I just think that the the Packers just need to get turnovers. I mean, just pick Jimmy G off. And this, the Packers team, this Packers defense has been, that is a huge difference from last season is there were not a lot of turnover. They didn't generate a lot of turnovers last season and they've completely turned that around with Russell Douglas. And um, I mean, Devondre Campbell's come in and had a couple picks as well. I think that is just the key to the game is controlling the turnover margin. So, and, which I think they, they have the advantage in with this new defense. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, Danielle, what, what do you, what are your couple points about San Francisco? What would you want to see? What, what would you be keying in on? Yeah, she, Aaron said exactly what I would have said. Um, the turnovers, they, their San Francisco turns the ball over. They generally do not win. Um, we're great at getting the turnovers. So I expect a Russell Douglas interception or two. I think that should be <laughs> the goal. It feels like you can almost count count on. Yeah, it feels like you can almost count on Rasul Douglas interceptions at this point. Like especially, especially if the game gets into a uh, big moment. Yeah, I I see. I foresee a Rasul Douglas interception at this one. Um, I think I think Jimmy G's been battling some injuries. He's not a hundred percent. I don't. I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't believe so. So. Again, like Matt Stafford, I feel like we get some pressure on Jimmy, and I feel like San Francisco will, will turn the ball over, and that will be the key to victory um, for us. Is it's stopping them from running and get some pressure on Jimmy, and I think they could could win. Yeah, this and one. adding um, and like Eric said, the, the defense is, is much better with the additions we have this. Um, year so I think they can get it done I am a little bit nervous because it's San Francisco they seem to have our number every single time my dad's a San Francisco fan and I cannot take it again <laughs> you yeah, added pressure <laughs> yeah yeah and and I think like adding to the Razul Douglas thing like he didn't get a single all pro vote and I think nope. that I think he if if anybody has proven it he will take that to heart and 
do better. And I think he's going to want to put on a show um, against whoever they play next week because of um, a potential snub. I mean, I don't, it's so subjective, right? And he, and he only really didn't, he didn't play a whole season with the Packers. So it's right. hard to give it all pro vote, like vote for somebody, but you figured he would have at least gotten one vote from somebody because he has been such a difference maker. So I think, yeah, he could easily be fired up next week for whoever they play and watch the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, to kind of just piggyback off what Daniel said about, you know, she's kind of nervous just because we have a history with San Francisco I've been, I've been hearing and seeing that a lot lately, you know, Packers fans, like the Niners are playing good. Like I definitely don't want to face them again, you know, and all that, but the way the, the, the way I look at it is they, the the Packers now, and we talked about this a little bit pre-show, they can be, they can play the Niners game if they have to, right? Like if they need to run the ball all game and play solid defense, we've seen them win games like that this year. Um, And you're talking about, you know, the Niners' strength is obviously still their defense, um, but they don't, you know, if you key in on their run game, and this is not, it's not quite the run game of a couple of years ago. They are now using Debo Samuel a lot more as a runner, and to his credit, he's been dynamite at that, um, but they don't have the same type of running backs they've had the last couple of years with mm-hmm. being, uh, with that level of effectiveness. So, you know, if you are going to say, you know, if both the Packers and the Niners, you know, try to really focus on the run game and they try to focus on stopping the run, then it comes down to the quarterbacks. And like she was talking about, Jimmy G's been battling, a you know, a broken bone in his thumb. He's not really that great in the elements. Um, <laughs> but so you could have just ended after great. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, I feel I feel pretty good about that matchup mm-hmm. if they happen to draw the Niners. Um, just and, you know, just like we talked about, you know, Matt LaFleur and Sean McVay, maybe that tide is turning with Matt LaFleur and Kyle Shanahan because LaFleur coached his ass off in that week three game. Um, and, you know, we talked about it before, Aaron, like that game probably shouldn't have been as close as it was because the refs, you know, decided to do their thing this yeah. year. <laughs> yeah, that's been fun. And I think another, well, and another aspect of it is just completely controlling the time of possession with this game. Don't let them get into a rhythm with the run game, which like you said, they have been a completely different team against the run this season. So it's like, I I don't foresee that being a problem, but obviously our offense has had some slow starts, you know, which is hit or miss. I mean, they came out firing against the lions, it seemed like, and then obviously things got out of hand, but um, I I think that that's just the important thing is time of possession and not allowing the run game to be a factor. Oh man. I mean, they, the way they came out against Detroit, I, you know, it was amazing. Yes. To have like both Bakhtiari and Myers back for that game. Mm-hmm. And if that was really the difference, I mean, look out in the playoffs because when was the last time before that game? Not like, not even, did you say, okay, the Packers scored on their opening drive. When's the last time they even scored in the first quarter? <laughs> right. <laughs> like their first <laughs> quarter offense has just been abysmal. So if the, getting those two guys back was that much of a, of a boost, like that is fantastic. Um, but I'll ask, um, I'll ask you, Danielle, what do you think about, you know, cause we saw how much the Packers defense struggled with a dynamite tight end with Mark Andrews. So if you do draw the Niners, you obviously have to worry about George Kittle, but do you think it makes a big difference or how much of a difference you think it makes just having a fully healthy secondary now with Jair coming back also? It makes me feel better, um, <laughs> but I don't know. I 
I just I feel like they're so hit, they're so hit or miss. I don't know if I trust our our defense against tight ends. Um, it's always seemed to have been a struggle, um, but I think they can. I think they can get it done. But I'm a little iffy on it. I'm nervous about it. I anytime I talk to anybody about what I'm most nervous about in the playoffs, it's it's covering the tight end, like and then Gronk and just because of that Baltimore game, it's—I I don't know. Mm-hmm. I am yeah, and about and you know, the Jair had what I would probably argue is his biggest highlight of his short season this year when he he did have that interception in that San Francisco game where they tried to take that deep shot to Kittle and he came literally out of nowhere from mm-hmm. the other side of the field and picked that off. So it, I do feel good about they they had a plan for him originally. So you think maybe they replicate that or just try to run the same stuff because they're going to have you know, all their guys back, but yeah, the, you know, as great of a coach as Kyle Shanahan is and that entire coaching, that offensive staff, I mean, they definitely noticed what happened in that Baltimore Mark Andrews game. So that, that would, that would be probably the thing that I would worry about the most is, you know, you're talking about if Kittle's not the best tight end in the league, he's number two. So, right. Well, and I, and I also think it like, it was very traumatizing watching Savage try to cover Mark Andrews. Um, but I also just think Savage is not going to put up that bad of a performance. I know he's his like, worst again, game of his career. right, right. Yeah. I don't think that happens to twice. I, I don't think that I, I would like to think that it doesn't happen twice. Um, I, I know he hasn't, he's been very up and down this year. Um, but I, I think I just don't think he would let that happen. So that's the only thing that I take comfort in of going up against Kittle is that I just don't think Savage is going to like be that out of his mind. Like again. Yeah. And you know, it, it's interesting because, yeah. you know, let's say the, let's say the Packers do draw the Niners. I mean, that would be, you know, the first step if you want to talk about, you know, exercising the demons of a playoff run, like beating the Niners would be a huge step in that. And then, you know, if you figure the Bucks, you know, make it all the way to the championship game, then you also get to face Tampa, right? So like that, that's a postseason run where you get to, you know, put all those demons behind you and like, you know, really feel good about going in, you know, to that Super Bowl. Right. The one thing that's kind of sad. And I have a huge is... feeling that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I have a huge feeling that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> Right. And like, kind of how I like kind of to piggyback off that I'm, I'm almost a little bummed that we can't play both the Cowboys and the Bucks Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I really would like to see Mike McCarthy at Lambeau field again in like an NFC championship game, but we can only have either Tom Brady or Mike McCarthy. So that's a little bit of a disappointment, but yeah, if you're, if you remember, we had a show, we gave our, you know, our, what we want our dream playoff run mm-hmm. to be. And that was mine. I wanted to face McCarthy in the divisional round and mm-hmm. then uh, Tampa in the championship game. But I yeah. guess we'll just have to settle for one of them. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I drew the Cardinals for, for my preview. And as someone that watches every Cardinals game, cause you know, I live out here in Phoenix and I, I wouldn't necessarily say they're my second favorite team, but as long as their games don't impact the Packers, I, I do like them. I love, I love Kyler Murray. Um, they, you know, the Rams and the Cardinals, they very much both backed into the playoffs. Literally they lost their last regular season game 
um and, well the you know the cardinals lost that game to the cowboys or they beat the cowboys and then they ended up losing last weekend so yeah they they're very much both you know kind of falling into the playoffs and it's a divisional game that they're going to play against the rams um but if the cardinals pull that out and the other games work out in in a way for us to to face them i am genuinely the cardinals they got worse as the year went on to be honest with you um they lost deandre hopkins it looked like maybe he was going to play in the playoffs but that's now not going to happen so kyler murray doesn't have his version of Devonte adams um after that i mean they got zach Ertz. aj green has he fell off hard this year after about the midway point of the season um so with green bay are you know they should have their top three corners back i think you feel great about covering their pass catchers uh I'm not sure what's up with James Conner, but their run game was pretty good this year. James Conner, Chase Edmonds, um, but it would probably be the run game that I fear the least in the playoffs, to be honest with you. Uh, that would be a game where I think Green Bay would be pretty heavily favored. The elements would be a complete 180 of what we experience here in Arizona this time of year. For instance, mm-hmm. right now, it's still like 60 degrees <laughs> at 7 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think... Um... I'm on, I'm going to be honest. The Cardinals are the only team that I am actually l- the least confident about next week um, because I think we humiliated them on Thursday night football. That one stung. They got, it was, you know, primetime game in their house. And the one person that picks them off is a guy that we took from their pat, pat practice squad. We broke their win streak. Like, we, I feel like they are really embarrassed. I think that, like, our target, like, we have a target on our back for them. Like, that is who they are eyeing. So I really want the Rams to win because I, I, I think that, <laughs> I, I think that the Cardinals would be more fired up than the Rams would be. And, and that makes me nervous because you talk about teams that just get hot in the playoffs because they feel like they're got nothing, you know, nothing to lose. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, that they make me nervous for that reason. Um, but the, the other thing is the elements you're playing at Lambeau field in the cold. And like we had talked about a couple weeks ago, like every team left in the playoffs outside of the Eagles, they are all warm weather or in domes. Actually they're all warm weather except for the Eagles. And so there's nobody that really, um has that advantage like the Packers do which is why we were talking about it about how important this number one seat is because you know you you talk about you know Lambeau Field being loud but I I can honestly say I feel like Lambeau has not been as loud as it could be um I think that's been a little disappointing the last like five years or so um but you talk about that weather there is that is huge so I, I think that that would be the only thing kind of making me feel very like confident, really confident about next week is the weather against the Cardinals. And one thing we didn't bring up yet. So I'll ask, I'll ask you this, Danielle, do you, you know, we talked about, I commented on Whitney Merciless miraculously coming back, but it, and we talked about Cam Akers, but JJ Watt has been back and practicing and his right arm basically was falling off when he got oh. injured. And I could not believe <laughs> he, I could not believe when I saw that, you know, he had been off fire and coming back. So if they draw Arizona, Danielle, do you see JJ Watt having an impact or do you kind of think it's, they'll have a decent enough plan for him? 
I think they'll have a decent enough plan, and I don't think J.J. Watt would play 100% anyways. Um, I'm really not worried about him at all. When I heard he was coming back, I, it did not phase me <laughs> whatsoever. So I don't think Arizona is going to win that game. Um, yeah, and and I would, you know, to, to, to put, uh, you know, let's say, you know, J.J. Watt feels great and is playing at 100%, which we don't expect him to be doing that. I mean, the guys that the Packers are bringing back, they, they, I, I would argue that everyone's, any team's strength that's left in this, in this NFC field, the guys that the Packers have coming back make any of those matchups at absolute worst a push, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if, if you were worried about JJ Watt and Chandler Jones, you have Bakhtiari coming back. It sounds like Billy Turner, if they want him to come back and play tackle, because Dennis Kelly, he's been playing pretty damn good to be honest. Um, but if they mm-hmm. want to put Billy Turner back out there at right tackle, those guys are coming back. So yeah, I think, you know, as we go, as we've gone along here and as we get into the Eagles next, I mean, any, anything you worry about any of these teams, you can point to who Green Bay has coming back and being like, well, this time we get to counteract that with player X. And that's crazy to think about right. because yeah. w- when you think about the guys um, I, I talked about this yesterday um, on on a show with Jacob and Brandon. Uh, thank God, if if you can say there was one good thing about COVID, is that the NFL changed their IR rules because mm-hmm. literally none of these guys are back to play. Right. If we were still under that old stupid right, rule. right, <laughs> like <laughs> you would have to one. pick between Jair and Zadarius, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, or you'd have to just keep Jair. You would have had to keep him active and waste a roster spot on him for how many weeks now? 10 weeks. Like it's more than that, like 15 weeks or something like yeah, it's ridiculous. And, and yeah. And the NFL, you know, they're getting a better product out of this mm-hmm. in general. I mean, like they, they've got guys coming back now that were, you know, Derek Henry's is back now for the playoffs, like for the Titans. So this only makes their product better. And I can't believe it took literally a worldwide pandemic for them to revisit their stupid IR rule. <laughs> right. I don't really understand what the point of that. I mean, I guess I get it. Cause you could easily, cause I, I think it's good. Cause you can put, you have to put a guy on IR for a minimum of three weeks. That's yeah. what they were missing with that rule. They're like, well, we'll just IR somebody for a week and then get an extra roster spot, yeah. you know? And, and that's the flaw. And I think they've, they found they've corrected themselves, but yeah, it's so weird that yeah, it's 2020, 2020 was, was what did it like, that's wild. Yeah. And then Last now they but have not all least. these stars coming back, so. Yeah, well, and the ta- the talent infusion in general. I mean, it's not like you're waiting on, you know, your third, your your nickel cornerback to come back and give you some depth or, you know, a swing tackle in case a guy gets hurt in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about legit all-pro dudes and a guy in David Bakhtiari who is probably, you know, he's on a Hall of Fame track. So you're talking about getting a future Hall of Famer back for your team at, at the most important position on the line. Mm-hmm. Right. So last but not least, we don't dislike the Eagles. I just think we feel all feel like it's probably the least likely uh, opponent for us to face next weekend. They do play Tampa. Um, so I'll let you go first, Aaron. What do you I, let's cover it from this way. So what, what do you what do you think the Eagles would have to do this weekend to play us next weekend? Run the damn ball. <laughs> um, I, I, I mentioned this pre-show with the both of you and saying that 
like I, and Monty, you specifically said that, you know, you think that it, it's someone could upset. It might be the Eagles or um, it, it's going to be either the Eagles or the 49ers. I think it's probably more likely for the 49ers, but I think the, like the Eagles have more of a chance than I think people on first look would think like, on, but on paper, Mm-hmm. If Levante David is not playing, this is a bad matchup for the Bucks because you're talking about the number one um, running team in the league. The Bucks have given up um, over 100 yards rushing their past few games without Levante David, and that that is going to hurt them. But the problem is you're also, as we mentioned, you're also playing Tom Brady. <laughs> so <laughs> that is, you know, as much as you want to count him out no matter what even though they're missing players you can never count him out so it's it's hard to go against the eagles but i do think they will early in the game put up a bit of a fight but the problem with the run game as we kind of mentioned is once you lose the clock you have to abandon it and when it's tom brady he's gonna he knows that like he's not stupid he's gonna know (laughs) that we need to be in control of the time of possession um, and I, I'm not sure if Leonard Fournette's coming back or not this week, but um, you can, you know, look for them to probably run the ball quite a bit so they don't give up that advantage to the Eagles. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I, I believe Fournette is listed as questionable. Uh, and mm-hmm. you, you, you brought up Levante David. He's he's going to be a game time decision, so obviously he's questionable too. Um, I'll ask you, Danielle. So the you know the weather we talked about is supposed to be pretty damn windy and raining pretty hard so it's going to be a weather-wise it appears you're due for a sloppy game uh between those two teams but who who do you think the weather favors in that scenario um tom brady just because he's tom brady and i feel like he can (laughs) just play in anything he's so he's just so good and I feel like if Aaron Rodgers went into a game like that, I would favor him just because he's Aaron Rodgers. And I, I just think they're so good that the weather is not as big of a factor for them. Um, but I think the Eagles, I think we can't forget how much turmoil the, the Bucks are in right now, how much drama they're engaged in. And um, I'm hoping that that kind of, brings them down a notch a little bit. They almost, they were losing to the Jets. <laughs> Wasn't it the Jets? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. When they played last. Um, so I think, I, and I was telling Aaron before we started, um, Darius Slay, I think if he gets on Mike Evans and he can control him, I think they have a good shot because of the injuries at wide receiver that the Bucks have. So I think, like Aaron said, the Eagles have a bigger chance than people are giving them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I really, th- I really do think that I don't expect it. I, I, I see the game, the Eagles coming out strong, but I see Tom Brady finishing it eventually. Yeah, I do think you know. there could be a chance that the Eagles could. I think it's a favorable matchup for them. I, I think they could could do it, but like we Eagles said, are... it's Tom Brady, and generally he. Eagles are very much that team that, you know, like nobody's going to give us a chance. Like we, Mm -hmm. we truly have, you know, nothing to lose. They, they backed into the playoffs themselves. You know, they got help getting in. They didn't have to win their last game uh, in order to get into the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, they, I, I, I agree. I think they're going to come out pretty fired up. Um, It's just, unless they can really, really shorten the game, 
by just running the hell out of the ball and extremely limiting the amount of possessions that Brady gets. And I will say, you know, you talked about how they were, you know, he didn't play particularly well against the Jets. You know, if the Eagles can be opportunistic and get a turnover too, like that's the type of team that can totally run with that and win the game because they can shorten the game so much. And if they don't fall behind by 10 or 14 at any point in the game, they don't have to abandon that run game. And I think that's, that would bode gigantic for them. Right. And, and I mean, I think the bucks are what eight and one at home. Uh, yes, they lost seven and one. I don't know how many home games they played. I think, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, they, they lost to new Orleans who has beaten them, who they've, they've swept in who have swept them in the regular season, which is so weird, but that's the one game at home. They lost. It's tough to play there. The the Packers are actually the only team that's undefeated at home this season. And the bucks are right behind them um, because they've only lost one game at home. I, I think it's going to be very tough to, sustain that control of the game and that energy because um i mean we all saw it in the super bowl 28 to 3 tom brady still was not out of that game like you can never count him out until the clock hits zero yeah and you know if if these things happen that we just talked about let's say the eagles do pull you know shock the world and pull it off you feel extremely good about playing them i mean up in up in lambeau field i mean it'll be jalen hurts you know, this would be, it'll be, it would be his second playoff start. Um, so extremely inexperienced quarterback. Um, but just overall, I mean, they don't have the weapons on offense. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if the Packers have been quote unquote slacking over the last few games, it would be on defense, but they don't have an offense that I think worries you. It's, it's certainly not more than any of the other possible three for next weekend. Right. Yeah. Our secondary could, We'll definitely lock up the Eagles. I, I would think. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you're think, I, would, about I would think that Jalen, Jalen Hurts would have all the pressure <laughs> on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I, and- I think. Yeah, the defense I think would shine in a game against the Eagles. Um, yep. Yeah, for sure. Hundred percent, and that would actually be a wonderful ga- game for Jair to start. Um, because I think there's less weapons, so there's less pressure. So he he could easily be on a snap count and not have to, you know, overdo it. Because obviously we saw Bakhtiari got pulled because he he said that he was tired. Yeah, and the the difference is at least Jair has not had a leg injury, so he's been able to do some regular cardio. Bakhtiari obviously has not been able to with obviously an injured knee, so. There is that to, to look out for, but obviously the offensive line has been so solid this season that, you know, we don't really have to worry about Bakhtiari needing, needing to, you know, take a few snaps off if they need to do that. But this would be a really good um, get right game for, for Jair to just throw in there and get, get back up to speed. Yeah. And you know, there's, I've seen people, you know, kind of, discuss that like how how much do you give Jair when he's you know in this first game when he's back I I fully believe it's going to depend on who they play mm-hmm. um just because if they you know like like we said if they do go up against the Eagles I don't think you feel like you have to have him out there and lock a single guy down or you know move, you know I've seen a lot of people say it's going to be awesome if they can have him play in the slot and kind of roam around I agree with that but I also think you better really be confident in that shoulder because it sucks that he was on the COVID list because it sounds like he would have played in Detroit Mm -hmm. um, if he wasn't on that list. So he would have gotten a chance to test that shoulder out. Like 
you know, by playing in that, in the slot and in that nickel position. But yeah, it's just who, who they have to match up against, I think determines, especially for him more than any of the other guys. I and mean, we haven't even talked about Zedarius yet. Um, but I think out of, I think Jair out of all of those, it would be the most matchup dependent. Right. Yeah. yeah I think um, the Eagles are definitely going to be our best matchup. Um, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's <laughs> every Packers fan should be rooting for Philly. <laughs> yeah. <like> that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think we would anyways, just because, um, it, the playoffs are just better without Tom Brady and them at this point. <laughs> so I'm going to do, yeah. um, I'm going to, you know, we're not going to have a, we don't have score predictions to do like we normally would. So I'm going to ask a kind of a two-part question um, for our final question. So who are you guys most excited that's coming back? And what do you think is the Packers weakness overall heading into this first playoff game? I'll let you go first, Aaron. Um, I am most excited for... I feel like I'm cheating on Jair by saying this because you know me. I love Jair with all yep. my heart, but I'm more excited for Zadarius um, because he hasn't played in so long. And I mean, the weapons on the potential weapons on this pass rush, especially if Merciless is back, like you can put him on a snap count and not really feel like you're missing him because obviously they've played the pass rush has been great without Zadarius. So imagine these guys not getting winded because you can you can cycle them in and out. Um, our, our secondary has been great with Razul, um, and as well as, you know, Eric Stokes and Kevin King has been, I know everybody fucking hates him, but he actually <laughs> has been playing very well, but, um, you know, the secondary is locked down adding Jair is just, um, making it better. I think our pass rush is really going to benefit from having Zadarius back and not just that he seems like a huge leader in the locker room. Um, really great attitude. I just think that he is a really good person to have back in that huddle and back, you know, on the field. Um, what was the second part of your question? So the second part was, <laughs> what do you, what do you think the biggest weaknesses for oh, the Packers going in? Special teams. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have um, David Moore back, who is, you know, we're going to be putting up his name in the ring of honor this off season, I assume. <laughs> um, so he'll be back there fielding punts, but um, Boho has been a little rough. Shaky. Yeah. And, I, I don't know if it's the weather. at home. Right. Like, like I don't know if it's, if, if he, I mean, if he's not doing so well at Lambos, so that makes me really nervous. He's shanked a couple punts and um, that's terrifying because special teams is such a huge issue. And it's been an issue for the Packers for, I think the beginning of time, since the beginning of time <laughs> at this point. But I think that it, he, because it, it just, you're talking about flipping the field. Like if, if you're giving them the ball at, at, our 40 yard line like that fucking blows like that is so tough and then everyone blames the defense and the poor defense just cannot get out of a rut because they're not getting good enough field position and I, that just really really makes me nervous and not just the punting but also just the punt coverage i think the returner problem seems to have been solved but and crosby seems to be okay although he did miss an extra point against detroit and Mo Drayton said that like everything 
was ship shape on the line and yep. the snap and the hold. So that was purely a Crosby he issue. Was, he was very honest. He's, that was right. on Mason. Like that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so that that's a little, still a little concerning, um, but hopefully it just, the offense just rolls and it doesn't come down to a field goal. Um, and just hopefully they can cover on punt returns. Yeah. And, you know, just to one, you know, to add to what you said about the special teams, the, the Packers, are probably going to be, you know, they will be favored in any of these potential matchups. The, a special teams fuck up is a very good way to let any of these teams back mm-hmm. into the game. So yep. that's that's certainly something that I I would agree is an issue. Um, what about you, Danielle? Who are you? Which of the injured guys are you most excited to get back? And then what do you think the their biggest weakness is? Um, I think. I'm most, can you hear me okay right now? Because mm-hmm. I yeah. can't hear very well myself. Yeah. But, okay. Um, I'm most excited for David Bakhtiari just because I think having him on last season was the, almost the number one reason why they did not make it past Tampa. Um, Tampa is so good up at the, at the, in the front, and I think that Aaron needed to be protected more, and he was not. And I think if he was, it would have been a different game. And that the key to that is David Bakhtiari. Because my gut is just saying we're going to end up with Tampa again. Um, <laughs> and I think David Bakhtiari is going to be <laughs> going to be huge for that. Um, and biggest weakness. I mean, I think everybody would say special teams. I <laughs> the, stuff, the stuff that the stuff that nightmares are made of is. <laughs> Um, having Mason Crosby have to kick to win to go to the Super Bowl. I, and I, I think pray. that all Packer Nation close their eyes and hold their breath. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> yeah, I, I really pray that, or, you know, because I, I don't know if you guys agree, but I think this, regardless of how good or bad he did this year, this would have been Crosby's last year in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I don't want any game to come down to him, not only because he's been shaky, but I I would hate for that to be the way his career ends in Green Bay when he's been one of our best players for his entire career other than this year. Uh, he He's somebody that absolutely deserves a ring. And I know he hasn't been great this year, but yeah, I, I don't, I, I'm sure he was like, you know, if they come to me, I'll be confident, but I don't want them to have to, because I don't know how you feel good about that at this point. Right. And it's, and because I just have like, I mean, the Bengals game just really, I can't do that. That was like eight <laughs> heart attacks in uh, a matter of like five minutes. Oh it was awful. awful. I can't do that again. That was the worst. <laughs> the worst. Yeah. Like I mean, I that was that was a picture having to go through, having to go through something like uh, what we did in what 2014 with Seattle with the botch oh, onside kick or something stupid happening <laughs> on special teams that makes it so we don't end up at the Super Bowl. Like Exactly. I don't think we can handle that again. So, so I'm going to I'm going to go kind of and you know, don't accuse me of recency bias, but I have a reason. I think I'm most excited to get Whitney Merciless back. Um solely because you you know, you thought going into these playoffs you were going to be down two pass rushers. You find out you're sounds like you're getting both of them back. But when you found out Z was coming back, that was huge. But now Merciless coming back, you truly have a a core of pass rushers that you can rotate through an entire game. 
when you're talking about Gary, Preston Smith, Zedarius, and Whitney Merciless. Now, like, you can have a couple of guys staying fresh. And I've said this multiple times. That was the a huge reason Tampa just whooped on us in, last year. All their pass rushers could keep rotating, and you kept getting fresh guys in there against, you know, our our backup tackles at that point. So having an actual team of pass rushers that you can keep fresh throughout an entire game in these big games where if you do play well against the run, you're going to get plenty of opportunities to just tee off on whatever quarterback you're playing. And the way that the rest of the Packers D line has come on, like Kenny Clark's been dynamite all year, but you know, Dean Lowry has, has had his annual December leap where he plays good for the rest of the year, starting in December. So it's going to be huge to have him in the playoffs, but I, I, I think that is going to tell the tale of however these playoffs go for green Bay. Like you can say what you want about Rogers and Adams and the offense and the offensive line. But I really think how the pass rush performs is what's going to determine what happens to this team this year. Yeah. And I think like this merciless addition is just gigantic. Like, like I, I think that, because you've got Gary and Preston and, and Zadarius that he, he, he's over, he was overlooked, but the, the pass rush really struggled. I mean, with, when he left, like if you look at the performance and I, this is a terrifying team in my opinion to play when they're healthy. I, I just, I don't know how, I, cause I try to keep my bias in check. Right. But it, it but so I, I don't think that I'm being biased, but this defense, I mean, with all of these players coming back. Yeah. And it's then you've it's got never it. been harder to be unbiased with like right. the news that we've gotten this week. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I feel very powerful. Like I, I yeah, feel like exactly. that Conor McGregor walk, like that really <laughs> cocky walk. Like that's how yeah. I feel I want to walk around um, because it's, it, this is just ginormous. And um, then you've got the offense that's really actually clicking a little bit better they they started off a little rough although they're still struggling in the first quarter but they seem to be in much more of a rhythm kind of since um early december so i they're they're hot at the right time and getting guys back because the great thing is is they've been winning even without these guys so you're not saying oh my god zadarius we need you to have like the best game of your life or jair we need you to have three picks like play on a snap count get ready like get healthy and find a balance and find a rhythm and then let's go win it all yeah. And that, that, you know, what you mentioned kind of leads into what I, I would say is the weakness or what I'm most worried about. And it is those slow starts. I mean, mm-hmm. they obviously, again, they look great against Detroit. So maybe that's the beginning of an upward trend, which would be huge. But from what we've seen, this team, even at home has difficulties coming out of the gate and making a statement. Um, and I, I don't even necessarily mean coming out in your opening drive and scoring, but I mean, don't, go three and out your first two drives when you've let the other team go down on their first and, and score, whether it's a touchdown or a field goal, it's just in the playoffs where, you know, we talked about, there is a lot of pressure on the Rams, but I mean, let's, let's not lie. There's a <laughs> ton of pressure on this team. Mm-hmm. So if you can come out and not start flat and immediately be behind the sticks on first and second down and all those things we've seen, I think that bodes extremely well for you going forward because then look out if your offense is clicking in the way that you expect it to with the defense, getting all these guys back. Yeah. All right, you don't well, want slow starts against playoff teams. 
Right. The, the better teams are going to take advantage. And like, that's just, that, that's a, that's a fact of yeah. life. When you get into the playoffs, all of your weaknesses are exploited by better teams. Cause some teams just don't have the talent to take advantage of them. Right. That's why it was so awesome. I know it's against the lions, but to see like the energy from the team on the, on, in the first quarter last week against the lions, like that was a really comforting, like, okay, yeah. we know they can have, cause, cause there's kind of been, and, and I, I find myself, thinking that it might be an issue of this team and having energy coming into the game and you know who why does that happen because you look at like their bye weeks and starting really slow and just even look at the freaking saints game like they didn't have any energy (laughs) and all of their losses like could be attributed to the fact that no one looked like they wanted to be there there was no spark and you know is that a Lafleur coaching problem or is that a not like is there some locker room stuff like what we don't know what's going on so it was really awesome to see that everybody on the team was like really ready to go yeah right, this well, team's fired up they're going to yep. be fired up in the playoffs yeah yeah I, I think you know we're again like we said at the beginning everybody enjoy you know just watching stress-free football this weekend yes um, with the caveat, maybe you have money on the games, but we're talking about fan stress, <laughs> right? Um, but we, we're going to wrap up here. So Danielle, do you want to tell the people where to find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I just recently changed my handle. So it's just Danny and Delicato. Um, my name is Danielle with one L not two. Um, and then I also do a podcast on YouTube that is called the Freezen Four NFC North podcast. So it's just um, four of us who represent, and we're all fans of each team in the um, division. So I obviously rep the Packers, and we got three other guys repping the others. So check that one out. And that's basically it. I'm not anywhere. I'm not on like Facebook or Instagram too much. So just Twitter and the podcast on YouTube. All right. Awesome. And you guys can find me on Twitter. I'm at Ferd Turgeson. It's F-E-R-D underscore T-U-R-G-E-S-O-N. And you can find me on Twitter at H-E-R-O-I-N-E. All right. Thank you guys, Danielle. Thanks for joining us. And we will talk to you guys next week. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.